Today's guest, Ohad Shaked, is the founder of ThinkUp, an online accelerator for startups. I'm sure you've heard a lot about ThinkUp through the pod because they're gracious enough to let Chaim and I use their studio. Ohad went from helping out his father as an investor in 888, one of the biggest online companies in Israel, to returning to the starting line to build and get involved in the early stages of startups. Whether it was Ohad going from connecting things in the internet through his company Thinks together to connecting people and helping them grow, the common theme we saw with Ohad is that it's not worth it to skip steps in life and the importance of working hard and getting in the weeds. Today's conversation with Ohad Shaked is about how he communicates through all his different positions in life. Welcome to the Art of Conversation. I'm Aaron Wogelinter. And I'm Chaim Simcha. Nowadays, we are constantly communicating and in conversation with everyone around us. We are two extroverts and conversation lovers exploring the depths of human connection, communication, and the soft skills needed on a daily basis. This is the Meta Conversation, a conversation about conversations. So tune in and join the conversation. Ohad, welcome to the show, and thank you for yeah. joining us. Thank you. In your home. Me. Yeah, yes. having me in my own home. Ohad, can you tell us a bit about, you know, what's brought you to this idea of ThinkUp, um, where where it's come from, and where it's going, and this, speak to the switch of the, from the investor to the, to the entrepreneur. I think that's something that's very interesting to me. Uh, I think it came as a, a very natural and naive a need and, uh, and feelings as an entrepreneur. I had another startup. Uh, it's also running. It's called uh, Things. It's about IoT, Internet of Things. And we had a big vision. It was created five years ago. We had a big vision to connect all devices on Earth together. Uh, but we didn't uh, manage to take it down, to bring it down to Earth, you know, to the ground for a specific use case, a specific value, a specific customer and a business model. And we were struggling two, two and a half years, uh, exploring lots of verticals and domain within the IoT space and use cases and validating it with the network and uh, exploring the needs. And I was frustrated. You know, because it was an iterative process, a recurring process, and I, um, it was very slow. So I thought, hey, why isn't there a, a, an app or a digital platform to help me do this quicker? I want the data fast once I have an idea. I want the data. I want the access to the network. I want to be able to send it to someone. So, uh, and there wasn't any uh, platform out there. Uh, nothing good, at least. And I thought, hey, let's, let's build it. It makes sense. That was things bringing me into ThinkUp, making me understand uh, the need as an entrepreneur. And, and that's when I said, okay, let's spin off. Let's make, create another company. Let's try out this idea, hook up with uh, my co-founders, Ron and Ila, and try to, to bring that vision into life. Let's try and test it. What kind of a platform, how does a, a platform for entrepreneurs look like? So that's when we started working on the project. Interesting. And, and then that comes from a, your own pain point. Yeah. So it's, a, it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs, they see a pain point and then they build from that. Because a lot of people, they say that 
when you just want to build into an industry, industries can be great, but when you actually feel the pain point, that's when you can actually build something. Because you're, you're, th this is what you need to do. Um, interesting. Is your focus now more on helping that help and think up on helping entrepreneurs yeah i handed over things to uh, uh to another ceo he's running it his name is gadi and uh, i'm just overlooking the business once in a while yeah you were an investor before think up as well yeah um how did it what got you back into building mode if, if that makes sense like instead of just uh, uh, like becoming okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna help you boost this, and I'm taking. It's more of like a backseat, I guess, investor. Yeah. And then yeah. no, but I want to build this. And building building startups is not easy. And anybody who tells like says it is is either a liar or they've never done it before. Um, what got you back into the mode of like okay, I want to build, I guess, things, and then think up. Well, the question is, I think the, the most, uh, the more relevant question is what got me into investing? Uh, so it's not that I've decided to move into investing. I, uh, 15, 16 years ago, I wanted to help my father to join him. He was an investor, so I was just helping. Uh, and once, uh, you know, he passed away and uh, I took over and uh, I sold and shut uh, down a few startups. Um, and I was looking at uh, what am I going to do next, and I, I continued investing as an angel investor, but still, I think um, I had to, I, I skipped so many levels moving up the chain, uh, it was wrong. You know, when, when you take the shortcuts, there's a price, no free lunch. So um, moving up from a software programmer, which is kind of the bottom of the pyramid to, to the top, being an investor, being a shareholder uh, overnight. Uh, that's not healthy. And uh, I figure out I need to do some, uh, you know, so leg, leg work and to, to take it back from step one, uh, leading teams and making sales and the biz dev and uh, marketing, development, everything from scratch. Uh, until I can become a successful investor. But um, I think um, I'm too young to be an investor. You know, we get too much energy to build stuff. Um, and investor, being an investor is less uh, fascinating for me. Super interesting. But you mentioned a, a developer. You're, you're a software developer? Yeah, by background. Yeah. Interesting. Usually, from what I've seen, uh, software developers are not necessarily people people. Yeah. So you had to go out of your comfort zone to go into business development and to go into... It's a compliment can, also. It, it, it's, it's a huge compliment because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there are very, very few people in the world that can successfully do both the tech side and the communication side. But, but again, side. maybe, maybe I, I went out of my comfort zone being a programmer. You know, that wasn't... When I, I came to the Technion... Uh, to study computer science. On the first day, I saw a few people there uh, having multiple operating systems on the same PC. I said, okay, that's, that's not fun. <laughs> that's not my passion. I'm not passionate about it. It's just work. So, yeah, I'm more of a people person, less of a computer uh, geek. That's so interesting. Um, 
just speaking to the the dual sides of the table that you were both the investor and the, so obviously the way you you know you invest is you listen and you hear what the the startup's passionate about and the the founder so what are what are things that you've noticed from that side of the table that now you're able to take on to your entrepreneurial journey when it comes to communicating and articulating your passion because it's much more than just words it's it's articulating a mission a passion so how do you what what are some tips that you've taken from that yeah absolutely it's always about passion it's uh it's like a baby it's like a kid it's not work it's not an investment it's um it's it's a creation it's it's almost a kind of an art of self-expression it's not just a company and um what i've taken i i kind of uh, vowed not to be uh, the the standard entrepreneur which i encountered that i i've seen uh the the ones that i've seen were too uh, uh centric too um uh free controls and they didn't know when to step aside when it was their time to step aside to move on and they kept everything you know on their table in their uh, two hands and everything has to pass through them and um, I found it to be a bit uh, disturbing incorrect and uh, I'm trying to delegate as much task to my co-founders to my team and uh, not to have everything and everyone dependent on me is that is that challenging um not very much i find it um makes my life easier you know uh sometimes it's challenging when you want to do things faster and you think you can do it on your own but uh if you want to scale you need to delegate you need to empower other people they want they don't want to be here just employees everyone wants to you know Uh, grow and uh, be independent and um, it's not going to be good for the business if I do everything or I make the decisions Rasmus. Mr. Wonderful uh, Mr. Wonderful from uh, Shark Tank he always likes to ask ask uh, the entrepreneur yeah so if if you're this business right you walk out of here you get hit by a bus yeah. what happens to the to, to my money he yeah. always goes about about so that's it's it's amazing that able to give over that um that absolutely that, that's another form of communication because how do you how do you build that level of trust and to be able to give that over to your team and then actually let them run with it yeah well you need to to pick them wisely in the beginning and then um, I think you start with uh, high trust uh, that's why you chose them and you know you just overlook them you you once in a while you just uh, overview them or uh, manage them and um, you make sure that everything is, is aligned with your uh, expectations and uh, usually it's 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 okay You know, usually people uh, do the work. They'll live up to your expectations. Yeah, they live up. That's yeah. amazing. That's really yeah. amazing. Going back to what Aaron said before um, about basically I like what I was visualizing is wearing a lot of hats. So a lot, some people in startups, they wear a lot of hats. Now people who are also investors and also family uh, people, how do you switch hats effectively? How do you communicate differently with the different people in your life in the different roles and capacities 
Yeah, well, uh, you mean uh, investor, entrepreneur, family life, things like that? Uh, well, you know, back at home, uh, I become uh, an employee. Not, not a manager, not a board member, an employee. With lots of trust. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the deadlines, deadlines they, they delegate, delegate the tasks to me. Uh, I get orders. And um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a switch, but I can live with that. And um, being an investor entrepreneur, well, I try to, to be a manager, you know, on both terms. So as an investor, you're also kind of a manager. You manage CEOs and uh, try the same rules to apply. They are the managers. Try to give them as much space as possible. Trust them. Trust them and, you know, set the deadline budgets and, and KPIs. So you need to kind of work the same. Yeah. It's hard because there's this book I love. Uh, it's called E-Myth. And it's more about uh, small businesses than, than startups. But it's I think it can be applied to all life, like you said, also at home. Um, but he, he sort of sets up these three levels where you have the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. And a lot of what you're saying plays into that, but the entrepreneur has a little bit of each. And the question is, which one is the strongest? So today he comes in with, you know, huge vision, but he can't get any work done or he can't manage his team because he's just vision based and he's, and he's so into that. So um, that's also like, a, you got to manage that as an entrepreneur and Absolutely. keep on switching. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you put that well, vision, managing and execution. Right. It's yeah. not mine. I, I only yeah. read. That's all yeah. I do. But it's uh, for sure in a small business, it's being able to, to switch. I always like I like your definition also of entrepreneur. It's very uh, the entrepreneur is the person who naturally wants to do everything he can. He's capable. Uh, his challenge is to delegate. But he, that's sort of like, would you say a different definition of Yeah, for me, I, I find it hard to make the switch between the three roles that we just talked about. Sometimes, you know, the vision is, is easier and, uh, and managing is not very hard, but moving to execution, from vision to execution, to being the technician, that's hard. And then going back again to vision, that's hard. Does it go like with days or months? Can you, can you spend like a day on vision? And then I'm asking, this is personal as well, because, you know, you have to have a vision for your business and I have this vision. So I got to get work done and it's hard within one day for me to switch. So I usually do days like today's vision day or today's technician day. It's also creativity, no? Because yeah, you also, sometimes you feel it. And when, when you're feeling it, I listened to a podcast recently and they're very, like very in touch with like, you know, the metaphysical and energies and stuff like that. And they say, so at when she wakes up at 430 in the morning, then she's like natural, like getting stuff from the sun. And then she plans out like the whole the vision, because after once you get into that zone, um, so the question, can you switch into that zone at will? And again, I don't know if it, it, like a creative uh, zone, I think I would think is better for the vision. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of a vision or managing a day and then there's the execution day. Uh, sometimes you don't get to choose. You know, life uh, chooses for you. Chooses for you, hundred yeah. percent. But uh, yeah, you need to. You know, Here's an interesting separate. question. 
there are things that some people do. Like I could talk into a mic every single day, all day, basically, and I'll come out refreshed and energized because so, I'm passionate about talking to people and understanding people, etc. Um, which part is the execution? Does the execution get you? Is, is, is that passion for you? When you get to the end of a vision day, is that like, wow, it, this is amazing? What, which, what gets you yeah. excited? At the moment, um, first of all, vision and strategy. And um, I can spend, you know, hours on uh, contemplating about uh, strategy and about the vision and, and conveying that message to my team over and over again. I like that. Um, I enjoy working with people and delegating tasks, empowering them. Um, I like it when I have a few ideas about the product. Uh, sometimes uh, fine-tuning the product and coming uh, with some uh, breakthrough ideas about the product could be uh, uh, very uh, fulfilling. And also marketing. I, um, I kind of tell my people here, um, uh, smiling, that marketing is not a job. It's not work. It's fun. So marketing is, is a lot of fun, especially in our uh, uh, startup. And um, yeah, I think there's lots of places uh, to enjoy. Nice. So yeah. it's like the high level stuff. That's uh, that. That's like really. That's uh, that's good. And then also, when there's those those little breakthrough moments, yeah. getting those. Yeah. And also, marketing is is basically communicating, yeah. communicating the yeah. vision, communicating the the broad, and then hoping that obviously somebody actually sees it like you do. So it, it's very interesting. Is it harder to communicate that message, the vision, through marketing or to your team? I think outside because. Communication is difficult. Even though everything is clear to you, you believe that your message is very clear. And even if you've said that a few times to the same person, um, you never know what exactly everyone understands. Okay, there's a gap between what you uh, convey, what you transmit outside, and what other people uh, receive. And... Um, when you're not uh, in the same room, in the same language, uh, even working together, seeing the same things, it's harder. So it's harder conveying out to people that see once in a while. Maybe it's also about setting up, when I think about marketing, it's not so much about the paid ad that you throw in front of somebody. It's about the, and when we're speaking to Ron, we were speaking about this as well. It's like the whole uh, journey you're taking them on, you know, from the first time they see your blue and you're white and the first time they see your studio and the first time they see your colors and you can, we don't like to say the word manipulate, but you can manipulate the way they're thinking and, and send them down a certain road. So it's like taking that, when thinking about marketing as like sitting at a table with my team, how do I, how do, I do it? Um, I think for a lot of owners, startups and entrepreneurs, that's the, that's the biggest challenge. The vision in their head or with yeah. their team is, is good, but the, now getting it on paper or on digital. <laughs> Sometimes you realize only after a while that someone misunderstood you. Maybe you didn't convey the message right or you had a different idea. So it's uh, communication is uh, it's not easy. It's not straightforward. 100%. Yeah. There's, a, there's a Yiddish saying, 
And your customers and what you're going to help them with. And again, bigger vision. The vision is always bigger than what like your product right now. And it, if you're not clear, you're not going to be able to convey that to people outside. So you have to be super, super, super clear and then start telling it to people like they're in second grade. And if they get it and if that clicks, best startups that I've seen is like, oh, we just saw a startup. We do AI marketing for service-based companies. We take out 90% of the work. Boom, three sentences. And it's all about like having that so clear and that's, and that's beautiful. I think that every, all the entrepreneurs, if you really understand that. And if you don't have clarity, get clear on that. Yeah, and uh, you know, we spend a lot of time of um of um, fine-tuning the message, going over and over again, uh, using uh, outside help, and uh, throwing out around at, at people and seeing what, what do they feel about it and, and fine-tuning it. And, um, and, and we have experience, you know? Think about people that don't have experience. My co-founders are a lot into branding. And even though, you know, um, take a look at, you know, at uh, our office in the back, Uh, when we sat in here, we had some free space. So we said, let's have other entrepreneurs use it. And that was just kind of a sidekick. But people from the outside, uh, when they see that, they think that we are a co-workspace. You know, so talk about messaging. You know, you're here to build a digital platform and you're trying to make some room and something good for the ecosystem. That suddenly they think you're a workspace, something totally different. Whereas in your head, it was super clear why, you know, what that was functioning as yeah, and, and yeah. now it's message. And they got the totally wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you have to be careful. And, uh, 100%. I, I've been actually, I've been trying to convince um, uh, a school to write a mission statement. Because it, you can't write a mission statement without having clarity. And, and a mission, it, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's a process. And having that level of clarity, I, it, one of the reasons I, t- I, I like there's a lot of little issues that come up with the parents. Um, and when you get people involved in the mission statement, they have buy-in. They're invested because we're part of this mission. The mission is bigger than us, but we're part of it. We want we're, we're involved. And it's a difficult process because you, you hear everyone out, you hear you hear, You, you hear that feedback you hear you yourself hear you hear yourself also and if you're not if you're not clear on what the message is then you're going to get that feedback really really quickly um, but I think it's so so powerful to actually have that mission statement and then to execute every single day according yeah. to that mission statement and the process itself helps you get clarity you know. Suddenly when you need to write it down, when you need to get a few people 
uh, agreement. Uh, and you talk and, and you hear yourself, you hear other people and you get clarity because you're fine-tuning. It's, it's a process. Yeah. How do you celebrate those, uh, those moments of clarity? <laughs> I have like a very specific... Uh, We've got bottles of whiskey on the, on the shelf. But it, and, it, and it deserves that. When you have that moment of clarity in your mission and, in who, and yeah. how you're communicating that mission, it's like, boom. Yeah. We yeah. got to drink to that. <laughs> the side note for all the entrepreneurs, celebrate those small wins because there's a lot of obstacles in the journey when you have those celebrations that fills you up, that gives you energy to keep on going. So it's so important. Also, clearly you're going in the right direction because it's a whole new set of bottles this time yeah. than it was last time. So <laughs> clearly doing something right here. Yeah, or someone is just celebrating <laughs> for no reason. Someone's having wins. Yeah. Um, awesome. So this next question is we like to ask this, but again, if you need to take a minute just to think about it, that's fine. Um, obviously you're well thought out and you're you're in a very clear mission and direction uh, how you're going to help these entrepreneurs and the startups on their journey. But in terms of personal development or development in other skills that help you through this journey, what are who are people that you follow on LinkedIn or books that you read or things that help you uh, develop into and continue developing? Uh, I read or I used to read a bit uh, obsessively. You know, if there's a paper on table, then I just feel I have to read it. Um, I have a few uh, mentors or uh, rabbis, uh, each in different categories. Uh, maybe first and foremost, uh, Professor Pasig is my co-founder in uh, Things. Uh, he's a futurist. Uh, I like... Um, uh, I like to, to listen to him, to read uh, his uh, books and uh, to, to, to talk to him. Does he have a podcast? Yeah. 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 Get a blog, podcast, YouTube, lectures, all around, everything. Um, and we've been working together for 15 years. Um, I'm consulting him. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, one guy and... Um, I have another person. Yeah, we're into communication here, interpersonal skills. Um, I have um, another guy, which is is um, an expert on negotiations. Okay, and interpersonal skills. Uh, it's not about uh, when we say negotiation. Not just about making a big deal. It's about every day, speaking to team members, family, people around us. How do you manage that? Don't just build relationship, also maintaining them, okay? Because there are difficult times every day, misunderstandings, etc. So is uh, another person, a bright person. Uh, his name is Michael, Michael Tzur, um, an expert in negotiation. I started one year with him, and yeah, I, I consult with him also. And um, other than that, you know, I have... Um, in other areas of my life, you know, like uh, um, medicine, alternative medicine, things like that. I've got my own guru. And um, yeah, there's uh, from time to time all sorts of people that are uh, less mainstream about personal growth. Um, and um, I think uh, that's about it. You know, it's, I have a, a big network of, of people, of colleagues, of friends, hundreds maybe, and 
you keep talking to each one of them uh, every week and uh, you learn a lot maintaining those relationships i love that it's it, it's so powerful a lot of people they think oh i'll do a deal with this guy once and then yeah. whatever it's th- those little light touches sometimes yeah. that really makes all the difference i think it's also important that growth doesn't come linear it doesn't what you're not like oh i need to grow in a startup so i need to have a startup mentor no maybe you need to have a n- nutrition or maybe you need to have alternative medicine or maybe you need and in different areas you grow as a person and that helps you grow your business grow your vision it helps you you helps you grow that that's i like that that it's yeah, not all of them mm-hmm. all, all of the above if i've misunderstood but you can tell me that that's what i understand is what think up is doing is that we're giving you growth in all the areas that you need is you need it in you know you're stuck here but it might not be stuck here so with within this network and within this accelerator then they we're going to give you the uh, the growth in all the different areas that you need slowly slowly not everything on day one but eventually yeah amazing i was one thing just to, just to remind me there's a, there's a um, a phrase or saying or something it's like it goes something roughly along the lines of a mindset once expanded never goes back to its former yeah Yeah. Um, you've heard it before. Absolutely. I don't know the exact. Uh, we'll 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 find it online and we'll put it somewhere. But um, once you expand the, your way of thinking and everything, then you get to the next level. And even if you fall back a little bit, you're you're never going to go back to what you were before, which is super important to startups. Absolutely, it's incredible. About, yeah, your mind, your consciousness, and. Uh, yeah. All right. Any messages for the entrepreneur out there who's listening and. Uh, stay strong and uh, come join us you know in a few months your life is gonna be easier thank you for listening to another episode of the art of the conversation where we're having conversations about having conversations what tips tricks what works and what doesn't work um, we hope you enjoyed this episode and in the show notes you're going to see a link to our LinkedIn post. Please go and join us in the conversation. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Feel free. Offer some other things we should talk about. Join the conversation. 